on today's topic of all the things that we have learned buying real estate out of the state and all of the mistakes we made along the way. We made mistakes. Many mistakes. So tune in. All right. So the last episode, we talked about the benefits because there's many benefits to buying long distance. But like we said, and our mission is to be real, the raw and the juicy It is not all benefits. It is not all the glam that everyone makes it be. So we wanted to make sure that we share our mistakes, our mistakes, your blueprint. I mean, I mean, just kidding. (laughs) That's really not our tagline, but it's kind of the same thing, right? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm ready for this one. Are you excited? Actually, I didn't have to experience. I don't want to talk about that. We're going to talk about that part. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So I apologize in advance if you hear me like gag. That's the baby. I'm nauseous. I might throw up. Probably not on the podcast, but maybe after. It might bring more views. I am not throwing up for (laughs) views, Anne-Marie, but let's jump right in, guys. (laughs) We'll all end up throwing up. I'm visualizing it. All right, back to the topic, guys. So number one, prep your team. So... When we got an opportunity to buy together out of state, the opportunity came in as fast. It's in a hot market, the Cleveland market, in last July. So July 2021. Um, We didn't have a chance to make, to process like Anne-Marie likes to do. We had to just make a decision and run with it. I'm a processor. Yeah, and I don't do that. She doesn't. I'm like, decision? How long do I have? Give me at least five minutes and I'm good to go. Five minutes is long for you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so what happened was we didn't prep our team. You know, we had some recommendations. I actually didn't even post on my social media to look for a real estate team because I know so many people and I didn't want to offend anyone if I didn't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. So I went with an outside suggestion. Happened to be the sweetest realtor. Loved working with her, but she did not specialize in what we needed for being out-of-state investors. And so... You need a real estate team, a property management team. We did not have a property manager in place. We did not have a property management team in place. I just want to repeat, we bought a bunch of properties and we did not have a property management in place. place. Well, actually we did. Okay, so... You were the property manager. Well, not technically. One of my best friends was a part of this journey. Yes. And... And the journey was, it started because she wanted to eventually invest into real estate, but she, it's a new territory for her. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot of money. And so the idea came, will you live there? What if you join and jump on board, you manage the properties and see how everything goes and what the returns are. And then later you become an investor and you take more shares in those properties. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a sweat equity type of like enter. For, for partnership, right? It sounded great. We were all on board, but it's a lot of work. Lot and of so work. this isn't her only life. And she realized much you know, sooner than most people would have expected. So I appreciated that. And regardless, we wish her all of the best on her journey. Kat, we love mm-hmm. you. Um, but we tried it. And we just realized that we were in different places. Like this was something that we could not take any money from. We could have a long-term strategy and get returns later Mm -hmm. where she was spending a lot of physical time, not being paid for her time um, because the rewards are later. And even if we were, you know, were to have decided to go in the direction of like, okay, well, let's just pay you what we'd pay a property manager. We would have to learn that all together. So we all agreed, Kat included, that it just did not make any sense. Mm -hmm. So we tried it, and as 
Every fire got thrown at her. She was like, holy shit, this is a lot. It was every fire. Yeah, everything that could happen. So it was not easy. It wasn't like she was being lazy. It was like the was a lot. biggest mistakes, the biggest lessons, like the, the biggest maintenance requests and like tenants that aren't paying and evictions and like dust on Death properties that. and like overdoses. It was like... Wow. So if you're not experienced in that realm and this isn't the only thing that you do, it's overwhelming. So that, um, not having the right handyman, a contractor, lawn services, cleaners, I mean, pest companies who, pest companies are so important. Who would have thunk it? Like everywhere has cockroaches and bed bugs sometimes. Yeah. You have to have everything lined up and you need the team that has used these people before. So it's not like you know, somebody's going to come out and spray for bed bugs and then they don't show up and yeah. you have to tell all your tenants, you have to give them notice. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And before we jump into the next team, which is the attorney team, also you need to know and trust the people because we had people that we were finding ourselves and they were actually price gouging us because we were in Los Angeles. And so they were giving us prices or giving us wrong information, one being um, a lead company that told us that we had to lead certify our, our properties before we can evict, you know, for non-payment, which was not true. The zip code was not due yet. Um, if you live in Cleveland and you're a landlord, you get what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but they were trying to charge us like $4,000 for a building that didn't even need to be lead certified yet. It was not required. So you have to do your due diligence. You have to have people you trust. And especially if you say that you're from a city like Los Angeles, or they look me up and they see that we're at a brokerage in Beverly Hills. They're just yeah. like, oh, they're oh, going to throw money yeah. at the wall. They have we, money. Yeah, we're not going to throw money anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to make calculated decisions. But that brings us into, you know, an attorney team. Yeah, you need to find an to somebody that's going to understand the local laws. And, and teach you and explain and, teach and you provide. And, yeah, and it's not just the attorney. It's really your team. So... The attorney might be great at evictions, but you need to know the local laws. I mean, even here, there's so many different laws depending on what city you're in. You know, if your team doesn't specialize in that city, they need to to be aware. And when you get that attorney, make sure they're a real estate attorney. Okay, first of all, not just, that's not, we used, okay, we found a real estate attorney. I think they were actually recommended to us as well. And we did our due diligence in this area, or so we thought, but we put our hands into the wrong person. Again. And we were actually given false information, bad legal advice. I will never say any names. I will never throw any shade. But just for example, one was that the lease that's in place, even if it hasn't expired yet, does not transfer at the close of escrow because it was with the previous owner. So we were buying under the pretenses for a few properties that, although we didn't agree with it, we were not necessarily vetting how great of tenants or if they are paying or what the what the process was with the tenants going on. Because in our mind, we knew if they weren't good tenants and they right. weren't going to pay us, you we could just, them. yeah, we could give them a 30-day notice. Mm-hmm. Not that cost us so much money. A lot. A yeah. lot of money. Yeah. And that was a real estate attorney. Yeah. It just wasn't a good one. You need to find a good one. Yeah. And when you're out there searching, here's some questions that you really need to start asking. Yes. So, number one, are leases <laughs> transferable at the close of escrow? And are there any areas with rent control 
And if there are, what does that mean? What does that entail? Where what, at? Yeah. Where is your rent control and what does that mean? What are the required landlord disclosures? Are landlords responsible for any certifications like lead testing? Yes, uh, which is very costly to test and to certify for lead. So it is very good that you know that. What are the laws regarding security deposits? That's an important one. Yeah. Especially sometimes they don't have, like, we've learned too very recently as people are moving out, they're like, well, I want my whole deposit. And when I moved in here, this place was a wreck. And we're like, what do we do? Because we would just imagine if someone moved, went to go move in somewhere and it was as terrible as they're saying that they wouldn't move into it. But we don't know. So, like, you have to know those things. And even in Massachusetts, they have, you have to put the security deposit in its own bank account. Mm. Um, and then there's interest-bearing and non-interest-bearing. So, you really need to know. That's interesting. And speaking of evictions, how is the eviction process and the time frame for evictions? That's an important one. Here, it could be forever. In Cleveland, we're learning that it could be like the matter of a month to three months, which is insanely fast. (laughs) For LA, that's insanely (laughs) fast. Yeah. What are the laws regarding landlord access to the property? Does the tenant have the right to withhold rent for any reason? And for what reasons? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have to certify your rental with the city or county? No one told us this, my friends. We had to register all of our properties with the counties and in certain cities as well, which guess what that means? Ding, ding, ding. You name it, more money out of our pockets that we didn't anticipate. And most of these certifications are every year. And do they even allow short-term rentals? Yeah. And what is their definition of a short-term rental? Some places aren't regulated like here, like Cleveland. It's really an uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. Well, here it's mostly restricted. Thir- yeah, it's restricted <laughs> 30 days. So um, there's a lot of places you could do it, but then it mm-hmm. changes if there's like one house or two houses. Is it new construct? Like there's so many different things. So um, yeah, consider the, oh, the, those are the questions for the attorney. Just basic ones. Some there's, of them. There's most, there's more to that, but these more. are ones that have been costly for us. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that you know. Um, and again, we did our due diligence. And so make sure that you cross-reference everything that they're telling you in the information because you can't trust everyone. And make sure you get these answers in writing. So when you go to get billed from the attorney and you find out that they gave you wrong information that costs you money, you could fight the bill. Um, and then next would be consider the different hazards of weather <laughs> conditions and how it can impact your expenses and your bottom line. Okay, so I'll use Cleveland. <laughs> I'm from there. I clearly know it snows there, but I had in my mind, I guess because of everywhere I've rented. You've never had to remove the snow yourself. No, I've always removed the snow myself. Oh, interesting. Okay. But, so we didn't take that into our calculations, which is very expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one high rise that I lived in and the snow automatically disappeared in the parking lot. I guess I was 17 (laughs) and I was too... uh, young and immature to even realize what was happening. But that was, it made sense. It was a big high rise, huge parking lot, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, we take over these properties and then next thing you know, there's this, there's this question about who does the sidewalks? What about the entryways? Mm -hmm. Who's responsible? 
And then you realize that it's a really harsh winter. <laughs> and, a really harsh And winter. you don't have a snow removal contract in place, so people want to charge you a million dollars to come out there and do all of your properties. So it gets very costly, my friends. Lawn maintenance. Yep. Are they going to salt for ice? Um, and then are you in a high fire you know, zone, insurance, especially here in LA, there's a lot of high fire zones. Oh, insurance yeah. is expensive and hard to get. Oh, yeah. So that I think is really important because it wasn't in our first cost analysis when buying properties. We didn't even think anything of it because we weren't buying at first big, big apartment buildings with mm-hmm. shared parking lots. So we just imagined that everyone just took care Did of their they? own snow. Right. Yeah. But uh, what else? Let's see. Um... You always want to get a full property inspection. We talked about that in, yeah. in our in in a podcast or two ago. <laughs> um, yeah, that can be very costly. All the major systems at very yeah. bare minimum. Yep. Um, another one along with that, you want to make sure that you send a landlord and a tenant questionnaire or an, a seller and a tenant questionnaire. Sorry. What that entails is a lot of questions, and we can provide that to you guys of, you know, is there any outstanding maintenance that's been requested that's not taken care of? Are any of the tenants behind on rent? Um, are there any payment plans in place? Do the numbers reflect accurately on your P&L? Were there any security deposits withheld? Are there any, um, I'm trying to think of another one. Do you have any issues with mice, pests, um, and who, so forth? And who owns what? The fridge, the washer, the dryer. Yeah. Also, who's in charge of what responsibility? Some properties we took over and the tenants were doing things and other properties we took over and the owner. And it wasn't specified in the leases that we reviewed. Um, So those are just a few things. And then I think a really important one is, which I was very shocked to find out, is construction costs. I was just about to say that one. We found out that Cleveland is more expensive to build, more expensive to do remodels than Los Angeles. Some people were giving us prices for a one or two bedroom apartment to just do a basic remodel cosmetic upgrade like you would see in Beverly Hills. So it's not always cheaper in some senses. So you should kind of know what that goes for. The construction costs. And another one that we found out, which is not always cheaper, is the local state and the local city taxes. So some, um, we were looking at some very nice, you know, the heights, we'll say all of the heights in Cleveland. And we realized that their their property taxes were insanely high. And for a $200,000 duplex, we, we'd be paying as much as what my first home is now worth over a million dollars for. We bought it for 600, but it's insane. So it's like, it's not always cheaper. No. And there's always a caveat to like, how your money can get taken very quickly. Mm-hmm. It all adds up very fast. These are just some of the things that we've learned, just to name a few, but all those things really add up. So you have to know who you're working with. Mm-hmm. You have to like do a really good due diligence, make sure everything is plugged into this spreadsheet. Give yourself a conservative budget like we've talked about before mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that when your return gets diminished because of something that you're learning as a mistake, or start with one or two so you can learn the, learn before you buy a whole bunch and find out at a larger scale of a, uh, a risk um, like we did. <laughs> but at least you'll have some more room for profit if you are more conservative and you get higher cap rates. So we wanted to make sure you guys knew that there's tons of mistakes. People would do this all the time if you don't have the right people in your corner watching mm-hmm. out for you. It is not all glitz and glam to be a landlord and to buy properties and to fly and jet set across the world. Like everyone thinks my life is like right now. 
there's a lot of stressors that come along with it. And so you have to keep that in mind too. So please learn from our mistakes. Our lessons, your blueprint. Your blueprint. Yeah, so till next time, beautiful humans, stay tuned. Namaste. Namaste.